Broadcasting Network. Okay, so let's welcome our podcast folks. Um, I just got in here a little early and I've recorded two new songs, kind of our themes, um, where I use some of the lyrics, feeling like sing to the podcast, so we have a connection between you folks and Ray and I, and um, and also to, to remind you now that the Twitter Twitter your questions at the LL Jim Carolla. So that's LL Jim Carolla. You can Twitter your questions. And uh, Ray and I will read the questions and and uh, respond to you. So that you're still, now you're getting more a part of us. So between the music and now the questions coming in, we can feel a, a little uh, deeper connection. Knowing each other better. Hey Jim, on the um, on the songs, are they like you've checked in the copyrights and all that? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we're fine. I'm sure, are they like they're like 50 years old and all that, right? Well, they're in that they're in that era. Yeah, the 90, Oh yeah, they're yeah they're in the 50s. Yeah, so I don't know. Anyway, everybody, you'll just sue Donnie. <laughs> that's that's my way out. I think I think they'd be better off suing Adam. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so anyway, we have a couple of new songs for you where, where I will change the lyrics and kind of include you and uh, also play some horn, and they'll be coming up too. 
Okay, so as we, Ray and I begin today, and Ray in a few minutes will tell you about his experiences of, um, of uh, meditation. In fact, some of you out there may have tried it too, and um, you may have questions related to that. But Ray's going to tell you what he actually went through in his different times that he's meditated. So he'll be on in a moment. Now, I'm going to another level now, and this is a little different than I usually have been speaking or I've been thinking of it, but uh, feeling like we're more ready to do it now. The question, why do you think you picked this program? Now, you have other programs, and even in this network, entertainment, sports, etc. The fact that you have is important, that you pick um, Ray and Jim's show uh, is important. And also, have this with you. What would you like to find out? That might be a good opening question for those that are thinking of it. So as you present it to yourself, what would I, why do I listen to that show? Is there something I would like to find out about myself? Or Now, even though we're going to use words and ideas, I suggest that you try not to put any great importance on either one, words and thinking. I'm inviting you to bypass the, bypass the usual uh, analyzing that, that one does. We invite you to listen without getting on the words and logic, not getting too deeply into them, or allowing yourself to open up a whole being and let the words and ideas flow through a deeper part of you. Always have that in mind, that as you relax more, particularly if you're doing a little, I've done a little sitting, is that you could relax more and allow a kind of a carefree, trusting way uh, to let this uh, sounds of this podcast that come through to you. I'm suggestion, suggesting that the way to understand life, to, to acquire information, to, act, to acquire information, to solve problems or to prove ourselves or the world, is not in thinking. It's not in logic. And it's not in reasoning. Not in imagination. Not, not in study or research. Now, those things could be important, but that's not this particular road. The way I am suggestion is assessing our fuller consciousness. That's what we're going after. And that's something we can't learn so much in books, or, but possi it's possible that we can, in podcasts, to hear what's happening and to allow it in. What I mean by this will become more clear as we work our work through our, our work our way through our uh, podcast to come. So I'm asking you to open and entrust ourselves to something greater than our minds and thinking ability. You may find these things you may find these things making sense, even though we cannot hope to express them in words. Which, like what you're experiencing. 
So you have some good material to begin to think about and to if you have a question um, to let us know. All right, so I was handing it over to Ray in a moment, but first I want to check my own state that I'm in. I'm, I have my back straight, my feet are on the floor, I'm aware of my breath. So just to be feeling like I really exist in this room and um, open to what might happen. Okay, Ray, how, how did you do with your uh, meditation? I was, I was seven for seven. I did it every day. It varied in the times of day that I did it, but for the most part in the morning and then a couple of times in the evening and one time in the afternoon. And when I did it in the evening, I saw myself like, you know, I'd scurry about and go do the dishes or eat or whatever the hell I was doing. And I saw myself like anticipating sitting and doing that like for an hour before I even sat. You know what I mean? So, I, oh yeah, I got to do this. Oh yeah, I got to do this. Or I forgot or I'd go away and come back to it and say, I got to do it because I got to be seven for seven. And it was almost like a, a challenge to myself. And that kind of put me off, you know. And then when I would, and I'd sit there, and, you know, I'd pay attention to my body, and I'd have my, both of my feet on the ground, and I'd, you know, suss myself up, and then I'd get some fucking song stuck in my head, and it seemed like it would be there for, you know, a couple of minutes. I'd do 10 minutes at a clip, and then it would almost take me five minutes to get into it, to finally be there and really present and calm, you know, without all these bombardment of thoughts like oh yeah I got to get that for tomorrow or oh yeah I have to go out tonight and you know whatever left my sweater in the truck that kind of thing so that I found myself doing a lot of that you know and a lot of songs would get stuck in my head but ask me to name one I can't I couldn't name one right now mm. but for, you know it would be flowing in my head for the first two minutes and then I'd go mm. oh no am I gonna have this you know the song's only three minutes long I gotta be here for ten minutes you know and then it would finally go away but a lot of that kind of thing. And, you know, grateful for it, but tough to do it. You know, and after I was finished, I mean, I have a timer, and I set it to 11 minutes, so when it gets to one, I'll shut it off because I don't want to hear the noise, and then sit there for, you know, 30 beats or so, suss myself up again and get up and get to get and I'm doing whatever I do. But I found in the morning, though, if you do it in the morning, it stays with you more and you can call on it during the day. Hmm. Okay, so folks, you have a chance to see, I think the first time Ray has done it so consistently, but he stayed with it and said he did it the entire seven days. One thing is, um, it's not so much a fight with it. Now, whatever's happening, I think I, I said earlier, kind of a more of a um, trusting, open way with it. And not so much to see it as um, something a force of me is going to fight back. or it, You know, that may happen. But um, not to see it so much as a battle at the beginning. That I said I'm going to do such and such, 10 minutes, and all kinds of things will happen before that and after that. And... And whatever it is, it is. It's just a sitting. It's not a, a calling any deep meditation or meditation techniques or anything. Uh, this is just a beginning 
sitting. But even the beginning sitting, you'll begin to see the resistances that are there. Also, you can find out which part of me that is existence, uh, resistance. Is you it? struggle. I mean, you struggle just to get yourself there. Yeah. You know, like, do I have a cigarette first or do I do my sitting first? What do you think I did? Cigarette. Damn you. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and the cigarettes take 10 minutes to smoke, mind you. Right. you know? So, yeah. So you even the score. Yeah, okay. 10 and 10. Yeah. I don't know if I'm even. I smoke, you know, too many cigarettes. If I sat as long as I smoked, I'd be, I'd be a fucking yogi. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you can see, folks, also that, um, um, see, whatever's coming, the, it's just that's what comes. It's just uh, the taking in that light. Whatever comes, comes. Now, the only thing I'm trying to do, um, I'm making some effort to witness it, to be able to stand aside and allow whatever comes, whatever center is active, that center may come or any leftover business or anything. So I'm just trying to do some beginning preliminary. Let's make sure my, my back is, my posture is good because the posture affects attitude. And um, my hands, my left hand and my right hand, or it could be your hands on your knee, on your knees. Um, but actually you can feel your hands as the one that I use. Uh, and, then, and then you add the breath to it. So you have a sensation in your hands and eventually, hopefully, the sensation of all of you. That's the goal, uh, to feel the sensation of your whole body. But at the beginning, you can maybe just take hands <clears throat> but you like reel them all in, right? Because I sit with my left hand open and my right hand within my left, like a circle, like this circle here, like forming this circle here. And then I picture the top of my head open. And, okay. And then um, and my feet planted and, and straight. And then um, my breath kicks in and puts it all together, like draws it all in instead of blasting it all out. Okay, so whatever we're saying, we take everything to just realize there's a part of us speaking, getting, getting involved in it, it's got something to say about it, and okay, so let it say it. But the main part is that you have more of a divided attention. You have a, you have a, um, a sensation of yourself and feeling that little anchoring of yourself, your feet on the floor and so on, and, um, and all at the same time, you're watching what's, what's coming. Um, and do it for you know, whatever you say that you're gonna do it to. Don't make it heavy, don't read more into it, don't uh, try to make it a holy war. Or, um, everything is just a sign of what's inside you. And you take it in that light. Whatever voice is speaking is speaking, and I'll listen to what it's saying and seeing if I could uh, have um, a little separation from it. That would be, you're trying to get a little separation for whatever the stuff is. 
And gradually, as you do it more and more, you're able to get a little more separation until you might have um, what I call a um, more transcendent um, witness, something that begins to um, see and hear whatever functional material that's coming up. But that takes time. So for those that are trying it, we're just calling a sitting. You'd like to do that. Um, we'll throw things out here. And those that want to try, those that don't, don't. What do you call it? Do you call it a sitting? Well, I'm I'm somewhere in between. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's more than a sitting when you start to really uh, get into it after a half hour or more. Um, I would call that, and that's just my idea, no, nobody else's, maybe. Everything, that's just some idea about it. See, and just, see, this departs of what we're calling things. That's the part like we're interested. So now what do you call it? What do you do with it? What do you do? And it's more important that we hear that part of us than uh, even whatever answer is, whether I think, but from half hour on this meditation, some people would say you're goofy, nothing to do with that. So, you know, just something, uh, I call it sitting because I don't want it to be something, some official zazen, zen world. It's something, we're doing it in a lighter way in a, uh, um, on this podcast. Then it'll be up to people. Now, those who have an interest, uh, then they would need to go really uh, be with somebody that can help with this. Um, as I always say, to find a school that you could work with for those that want to go any further. Anyway, for us, we'll just be doing that and we'll take your questions in. Others will probably be trying it. Uh, maybe Ray will continue and he'll continue to tell you what he's going through with it. And um, so, so much for that uh, segment. Now, the things I introduced this morning, oh yeah, I said that I wanted to give you an idea of something so people will know how to address it a little more. Um, uh, let me see what I say about that. Um, I was talking about this, this did I talk about that? No, no. I haven't. Oh, yeah. This is going to be for part two. Um, just say it now. <laughs> Ray likes when I just say it. <laughs> Get it out. How would I say this? That we're carrying material left over from other epochs, uh, from ancestral lines, things that are, are just carried down from generation to generation, or people that didn't know what, what it was, didn't know how to say it, didn't find people to talk to about it. You know, maybe no therapy, maybe in our family line, if we think for a moment, how many people have been to therapy? I mean, I think of my own, my immediate family and relatives. I, I Nobody in my immediate family. Maybe I, well, I had a cousin that did a little bit therapy. But, you know, maybe two or three out of 75 people. So people that are not, uh, not questioning about what some of the forces that are propelling them. But, um, for example, in my Sicilian life, 
some of the ghosts in the closets there was from the beginning of my life, I heard about this thing in English would be um, the darkness. It would be uh, doomed, or that, that might be an American word, doomed, um, that no matter how well you're doing, no matter how things look bright, in the end, we're doomed. That's the way it was said. In other words, the darkness will come no matter how on top of it you think you are, because it's almost like a curse, some kind of ancestral cultural curse. Um, Your son likes to say a pox. I'll put a pox upon you. Oh, is that how they say it? That's what your son says, yeah. Is he, oh, yeah? That's he says what, that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I put one on him. Maybe that's it. <laughs> now I get it now. Oh, the ace man is a pocker. Okay. So that was always said to me and something always experienced. Another thing is uh, that... Um, there are these legend, there's legends and folklores. There's, there's a legend, uh, I think it's a legend. Uh, it's called the Chain Link. They actually have a name for it. I don't know what period it was. I don't know if it's Italian. Or no, I, I'm not sure. But the idea is that a, uh, a fairy theft of, uh, there's a fairy going around that um, will steal newborn babies and substitute one of their fairies uh, in place of that baby. Now that's cool. It's got, it even has a name, Chain, Change Link, C-H-A-N-G-E-L-I-N-K. Like change Link? Like a Change Link? Like chain the, there's a movie about it. Links. No. Links. Chain, change Link. Some kind of linkage. Um, now, it goes to what you know, that's another one of experience of mine, um, of um, mothers who can't develop an intimate closeness with their babies. No matter, they feel it, there's something that doesn't feel right between them. Um, and, and I remember thinking this about my mother. I almost felt like I didn't belong to her, like as though some some exchange did occur. Um, and there was always kind of a distance and a toughness and a close, a um, uh, not a closeness. And that's the way it felt to me. I don't belong to my mother. I don't know, some of you out there may have a sense of um, that there, there wasn't a closeness or a real link uh, and neither one of you knew why. Uh, in one way, you would say you love each other, but there was there was kind of a wall, uh, an intimate disassociation, even if we're saying we love we love each other. Um, so there are two that I can bring up in in my world. Did you have that? Did you feel that when you were a kid, or did it was it throughout? Or you didn't have words for it when oh, you were... That's it. Yeah, I didn't really have words. I just knew there was... You could just feel it. An annoyance. Uh, oh, there always an annoyance. Nothing nothing was ever right. I couldn't, couldn't do anything right. It annoyed my mother. So just in that sense. But yeah, I didn't know how 
I, I felt it, but I didn't know what to call it. Later, I knew there was one with, with my mom, too, when she said, uh, I wish I never had any of you fucking kids. That's when I realized there was one. <laughs> really, Mom? Yeah. Okay. You got four boys. We're all three years apart. How's that going? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't pull any punches. We had no change link. We had um, angry mom. Angry mom. Yeah. Okay. So, folks, you could, you know, think of that in your own life, a feeling of... Didn't your mom tell you that you were you were gas too, right? Oh, oh, yeah, she said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, yeah, she said that. Yeah, something in the hospital, probably some, you know, ether, I guess they should give in those days. Ether, yeah. It's so it's so funny because for a guy, I mean, you're are you eighty yet? Are you so, you're um, I'll, I'll be eighty my next birthday. So, a guy who's eighty years old. I mean, I've I've only really known you as being, you know, a bright, intelligent guy, but whose mother's telling him that he's, I mean, the, that lineage there, oh, yeah. you know? I mean, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and that's just the stuff we're talking about. What's behind? What obviously, I'm calling them ghosts. You know, they're, they're, they're like, and in, in, in psychoanalysis, they're, you know, therapists that were called like demonic, material that's circulating in the unconscious, but we're not. We can't name it. Well, I know my mom got it from, <clears throat> excuse me, my mom got it from her dad, oh. the guy who was in Siberia for a while, oh. you know, and then passed it on to us. You know, she was told at a super young age that, um, you know, you're not particularly bright, you know, all that kind of thing, yeah. and how to live with that. And therefore, you know, didn't drive until you're 30, didn't go to any kind of schooling after, mm -hmm. what, ninth grade or something of that sort and then you look at a report card all great grades you know told that she was the brightest in her class by her, her teacher at the time and then my um, grandfather replying you must have a pretty stupid class yeah all mm -hmm. all kind of funny in a weird way but just debilitating i mean look how prevalent it must be here are you and i these things in common that we've gone through in school and now we find another one you know 50 years apart, German heritage of your mother, Sicilian in my world, but some of the same dynamics there. Same thing, you're not going to mount anything, same kind of stuff. So And generational, too. Like, yeah. boom, passed down, like you were saying, yeah. ancestral. And then I got it. I mean, when I came here, I think I've told you this, there was another kid named Ray in the class. You know, I like the old Ray better than the new Ray. Some fuck threw a stick in my mouth, chipped my tooth. You know, what did my dad do? He didn't take me to the dentist. He put iodine on my, on my tooth, you know? This one, the one that I'm missing. Oh, yeah. And then, um, you know, it just goes on. Do second grade twice. That's what I did, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then you perceive yourself as not that bright, you know? And then I remember when you would go, when you were a kid, you'd have reading groups, you know, and you had to essentially audition for what group you were going to read with. And yeah. so you'd get a paragraph and you'd read one paragraph, okay, and you could tell by the block lettering that this was the dumb kid class. Then you get to the medium text and then the, the smaller text and then, you know, so you blow it out and you read pretty well. You get put up in the high one and then it's like, oh, wait a minute, I can't do this. This isn't where I belong. This isn't where I achieve. Put me in the mediocre or mm -hmm. low, you know, or even put me in the low so I can shine there and then I can get out on the football field and I can do my thing because... I can't stand being in class. 
you know, and then you don't learn to tell time. You learn to tell time. Like, I remember I got pulled aside and, sh okay, the little hands of the hour, the long hands of the minute, figure this out. You got this. I can't believe you can't tell time. And, you know, I learned in three minutes. I go, okay, I get it. You got it. Yeah. But, I mean, you're, you're carrying around ancestors that didn't get it. So how the fuck are you going to get it? Mm. Oh, wait, I'm 47. I still don't get it. I yeah. mean, you've helped me get it, but... Yeah. You got the same thing. Yeah. You got gas, though, so you got it worse than me. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, folks, we're kind of, um, we're going to kind of break this into two segments today. We're not going to be working on Christmas, on the Thanksgiving. So anyway, I'm going to take a couple minutes and move on to a second Wait, hey, one. Hey, Jim, how was your dad through all that kind of stuff? I mean, did your dad witness that your mom wasn't, you know, affectionate or, or, I mean, did your dad cover that void at all? Yeah, but no, that's a good question. I, mean, I really have, from his point of view, I really thought very little. Um, yeah, maybe when we move to part two, that, that'd be something for me to explore. He's kind of been the ghost that wasn't there. But now that you ask, there is something there. Okay, so we'll have something to open up our show where we both have this very thing in common. Fathers that weren't... Yeah, my really, dad wasn't around really either. He wasn't around either. It's amazing how, we, how uncommon that we have this. So, okay, so as we uh, finish part one, and today we covered something basically very important is the idea that why did you pick this program? And there must be... a in some way, there's an important reason why you're listening. And what would you like to find out? And again, that'll answer back to our Twitter possibility of um, you asking a question to Ray or I. So that even though we're using words and logic and idea and reasoning, I'm saying there's something that's beyond words. There's something in us that just doesn't respond to words. When you reach a deeper part of us, an intuitive part of us, or even the essence being touched, um, we can begin to more come from that place. So some kind of carefree, trusting way we can allow it in and realize that we're not going to pin it down, we're going to allow it to grow and see what questions come from it, if some important questions come from it. And um, Ray and I will do that with each other here and uh, and then also uh, take your questions too, and from all of that, to see if in some way we can reach a kind of a deeper. Hey, Jim, did, self. Your, did your mom hit you? Uh, not really. She tried, but she couldn't catch me. <laughs> Don't tell me that happened to you too, right? Oh, my mom would. She my mom, you? Yeah, she, my mom was badass. My mom could beat me up until. Well, she died, but my mom could beat me up until I was about seven or eight, and then it wouldn't really hurt. And then, you know, she'd smack you with, like, a wooden spoon or a belt, mm. and then I'd even say, like, that didn't hurt. Yeah. Because you had it. You had it because you, you had to keep the the family, you know, argument going. Mm -hmm. So you would you would tell her, like, you can't hurt me. Or she'd hurt her hand. Yeah, you can't. You know, she'd hurt her hand and, like, break a blood vessel in her hand when she was smacking you. Oh. And she'd go, I hurt my hand. And then, you know, you'd yell, can't hurt steel. 
Yeah, you would just torture the woman because she tortured you and it was like payback. Right. And so if Ray asked that question, I'm not, mine is so long ago, of course, that my, my, and my age and memory is um, not up to what it used to be. Um, but, um, oh, yeah, when we get back to the next one, I am thinking of some things, but I want, I want to give us more time to talk about it. So anyway, we'll end this segment here, and thanks for listening. Brian and I will pick it up with our mothers and fathers. If we have something about each, in the meantime, you can be thinking about um, your relationships and how that is for you, if you have any questions about that. Okay, signing off. We'll see you in another week. Bye. without vim or verb But I could change my habits nevermore Be scared of rabbits if I only had the nerve I'm afraid there's no denying I'm just a dandelion A fate I don't deserve But if I could show my prowess be a lion Not a Maoist if I only had the nerve Oh, I'd be in my stride, a king down to the core. Oh, I'd roar the way I never roared before. And then I'd roar once more. I would show the dinosaurus who's king of the forest, a king they better serve with my Caesar, I could be another Caesar if I only had a nerve.
listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.